Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're so glad that we can talk about Jesus when everyone is, seems to be talking about everything and everyone but Jesus. But this is the central message of the gospel. It's not the gospel of this organization or this denomination. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you remove Jesus from it, it isn't good news anymore. For without the Savior, there is no salvation, no forgiveness, no hope for the lost. But friend of mine, there is great hope today, even in our sin-darkened world, because Jesus is alive and well. You know, Easter is going to be here before we know it, or as we call it more accurately, Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate this 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 eternally significant event the resurrection of Jesus Christ now, I don't want to go there right now but I'm already preparing my heart and the message that God would give us for this season we're about to enter into right now we're talking about a very important important subject following the God of light following the God of light. Amen. And we read last week, we're going to begin by reading in this second edition out of 1 John 1 and verse 5. While you're turning there or marking that down in your Bible, I want to thank you so much for those of you that have contacted us and let us know what Let's Talk About Jesus means to you. Uh, there have been some life-changing events occur for, uh, uh, as this gospel is brought into a study format to where we can just kind of sit down together. I got a cup of coffee sitting right here, so if you hear slurping, you know I'm sipping. Amen. You may have a glass of tea. You may have you may have a bottle of spring water. Whatever your beverage, you can sit down with us today. Put everything on hold for a half an hour and receive the Word of God, instructions from the Word of God, inspiration from the Word of God revelation from the Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you today, that's what keeps me hopeful and keeps me alive spiritually, is this bread of life, the Word of God. All right. Having said, I just want to stop again. I, I'm, I'm rushing a little, and I want to just slow down a little bit today and say once again, I didn't thank you enough, and I want to thank you some more. Thank you for letting us know that this this teaching uh, ministry of the Holy Church of God and of Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I'm a pastor to the body of Christ, but I'm also an evangelist to all who will hear. So I wear both hats, and I thank God that I can do the work of an evangelist today and reach out through this media ministry. And those of you that have contributed, we thank you so much. Our headquarters, I, uh, if you would like to know our mailing address, so any correspondence you would like to mail to us could come directly to our headquarters. It is our home. Our ho My office is in our home in Plant City, Florida. And if you would like me to give you that address, if you pick up a pen or a pencil, it is Pastor Evangelist or Reverend Robert A. 
Venable, V as in Victor, E-N-A-B-L-E. And the address is 1412 East Francis with an E, like Francis the talking mule. Francis with an E, Francis Avenue. That's 1412 East Francis Avenue, Plant City, Florida. Two words, Plant City, Florida, 33563. And uh, if you'd like to correspond with us in any way, if you'd like to, as some have done, have been not because we've asked for it, but because they felt they wanted to contribute to keep this ministry going, to keep it flowing, and knowing that they are investing in every person who is helped, every person who is saved, every person who is delivered, set free, healed. In They have an investment when you invest in this ministry. And any anything to our organization, our church, is the Holy Church of God Incorporated. The, and this is not affiliated with Church of God denomination, a very fine and wonderful denomination, but we're an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International, a fellowship of independent ministries worldwide, uh, and we've been in good standing with them since 19. 19- 74. Praise God. That marks our our age here a little bit. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't feel no ways tired today. I'm excited about what God is doing in our present day in the midst of all of the darkness around us. We have a call and a commission to follow the God of light and become the light of of the world. Praise God. First John 1 5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness of all at all, not a trace of darkness. And I made a statement last week. I want to make it again. This is not just the opposite. Darkness here revealed is not just the opposite of light. It is the absence of light. That's why Isaiah 60 says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come. But it begins with, Darkness shall cover the earth and gross. This is that darkness we're talking about. The absence of any light at all. Gross darkness, the people. And we are told to arise and shine. Under those conditions, amen, a time of great discouragement and and many who despair and say, you know, it's too far gone. I can't be a witness. No one will listen. Friend of mine, I want you to know light is still the more powerful force. There is no contest. The light has shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Praise God. All right. The darker the night, in fact, the brighter the light. If I turn my porch light on at noon, nobody notices my little, uh, well, it's 23 watt, uh, but it puts forth about 75 watts of light, uh, the equivalent of a 75 watt bulb on my porch light. 
If I turn it on at noon when the sun is bright, it has literally little or no significance. If you don't come right up on it and stare at it, you wouldn't know it was on. But as the evening comes and the darkness falls, it becomes more and more apparent and more and more significant. And at midnight, at the darkest hour, it shines brighter, as so bright you can see it from a great distance. Praise God. So I want to read with you about shining the light and shining for Christ in this sin-darkened world. Amen. Listen to, oh, by the way, I'm going to stop again. Stop again. When I was a child, I spake as a child, Paul said. But when I became a man, I thought as a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time to grow up in God. It's time to, to become mature, strong, stalwart warriors of the cross and 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 followers of Jesus Christ hallelujah wise up o men of god rise up o men of god and be done with earthly things yes we have responsibilities yes we have necessities but we have got to balance that with our great commission to go into all the world bring the gospel to every creature so I'm going to talk about this out of Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. While I'm saying to you, while you're turning there, when I was a, a, a baby Christian, in fact, when I was taken to Sunday school, when I was a child, we sang, and we sang it in our church full of people at one point, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, shine all over, shine here, shine there. Many verses can be added, but it began with this little light. I'm going to tell you something about the light that we have, the testimony of Jesus Christ and the commitment to follow him and follow uh, to the beat of a different drummer, to be an upstream Christian in a downstream world, the light that we have is called the marvelous light in scriptures. For we have been translated out of darkness into this marvelous light. So this bright light of mine, hallelujah, I intend to seek to let it shine more brightly now than ever. For the darker the night, the brighter the light. Hallelujah. All right, let's read from Philippians 2 and verse 15 and 16. It said that you may be harm, blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Verse 16 says, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Friend of mine, we are indeed the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14, 15, and 16. It says, ye, Jesus speaking, ye are the light of the world. 
A city is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do man light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to stop here and qualify this term, good works. Many people, when they see good works, think of of philanthropists. They think of people who who help serve in a soup line. They think of people who uh, go um, on missionary journeys to help feed the poor in, in foreign nations. And that is a very Christian thing, and it adds to our Christian testimony and faith, but you don't have to be a Christian to do those things. There are many good-hearted and big-hearted and generous people that do those things as well. That is not unique to Christianity. It doesn't necessarily, it speaks well and bodes well of the Christian faith, but this is not the works that we're talking of here. This goes beyond just being a good and generous person. Listen to me carefully. We are, according to Christ, the light of the world. And the Bible says, and I want to go back and just mark this if you want to. In Daniel 12 and verse 3, we begin to see uh, what this, uh, this really is talking about. Daniel had the same thought in mind. It said, and they that be wise, they that turn many to righteousness. Listen, they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. (laughs) And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Here in Philippians 2 and verse 15, Paul said, we are to shine as lights. The word light is descriptive of stars shining in the night sky. You see how it relates to what Daniel is talking about? We that are heavenly sons, S-O-N-S, are to also be heavenly stars in a sin-darkened world. That's why one paraphrase said, Let your lives shine brightly before them. It has been said the stars do not shout. They only shine. Any Christian, however obscure, can be a light to those around him and thus attract and guide men and women to the harbor of peace, to the prince of peace, to the person of peace, Jesus Christ. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So the scripture said we are to be God's luminaries. We are to shine as stars on a dark, dark night. And in order to shine, we must live as children of light. Listen to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. This is a lot of scripture. I'm going to read it all because it's very, very important. Ephesians 5, 1 through 18. It said, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. I want to back up to verse 1 of Ephesians 5, where it says followers of God. It means imitators of God. 
It means to live a godly life in a world that actually hates anyone who's living a godly life. They, they may not come out and blatantly say it. Many, however, will. But deep in their heart, they are convicted by those who live for God, who follow the God of light in this sin-darkened world. Listen to it carefully as we read on. It says, And walk in love as Christ also loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, That doesn't mean to not have a merry heart and to not have any fun. It just means not to be so caught up in that, that no one takes us serious anymore. Which are not convenient, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Let no man deceive you with vain words. I'm not talking, and this is not talking about sinless perfection, but we can't go on living a sinful life, and claim salvation. Because if any man be in Christ, the Scriptures teach, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. Even in water baptism, the Bible said we're buried with him, but we're also raised with him to walk in the newness of life. So Ephesians 5, 7 said, Be not ye partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, Ephesians 5, 8. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit. Now we're getting in to the product of the Holy Spirit's work within us that becomes light to this world. Listen, For the fruit of the Spirit, capitalized, the Holy Spirit, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, and have proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You know, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When we seek to follow the light in a sin-darkened world, to walk in the light as He is in the light, God gives us the grace, the mercy, the strength, the wisdom, everything we need to overcome and not be pressed into the world's mold. Amen. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in them in secret. (sighs) But all things are reproved that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectfully watchful, that means on all sides, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Remember, they that be wise shall what? In the book of Daniel, they will shine as the firmament, and they will turn many to righteousness. Hallelujah. Verse Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Amen. We're to reprove the works of darkness. We're not to approve them. We are to stand in stark contrast to, to that that represents the, the darkness of this world. Here's what G. Campbell Morgan said. We Christians are not to catch the spirit of the age, but to condemn it. That doesn't mean to be self-righteous and, and point the finger at everyone. It means to live our life in stark, sharp contrast to the values, the morals, and the mores of the world about us. Read this again. We Christians are not to catch the spirit of the age, but to condemn it. And so far as we may correct it, but churches are filled with worldlings. They sit in the choirs, teach classes, hold offices, They're affiliated with all the unfruitful works of darkness, and they never reprove them. In their hypocrisy, if their hypocrisy is pointed out, they adopt the hush-hush policy by misusing the admonition. You probably heard this. I've heard it once. I've heard it a hundred times, thousand times, maybe in the 45 years that I've been a pastor evangelist. Judge not that you be not judged. Only another device of the devil to shut our mouths. While the church continues to become more worldly, we have long since ceased being disturbed by these sensitive souls who howl when the sword of the Spirit opens the pus pockets of iniquity. Wow, he didn't mince any words, and neither neither does Vance Havner. This is what he said. He said Jesus used his most severe language on the religious leaders of his time. The scribes and the Pharisees, they read the scriptures, attended worship, gave a tithe, were separated from the world in their own mind because they felt holier than anyone else. They led moral lives as far as as being good people and sought to win others to their faith. So may one do all these things today and still not know the Lord. Our Lord dealt gently with the woman taken in adultery, though he did not condone her sin. He called one tax collector to be a disciple and aid in the home of Zacchaeus. These people were outcast in the eyes of religious leaders. Yet Jesus said to those leaders, the publicans and the harlots, go into the kingdom of God before you. Nothing 
is more despicable. Now, by the way, that was Matthew 21 and verse 31. So nothing is more despicable in his sight than hypocrisy, play-acting, presenting an image of righteousness without any reality. This is form without force. Everything in the show window, but nothing on the shelves. You know, the Bible said of the last days, men would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. This is not just the power that came on the day of Pentecost to speak in tongues. This is not just power to do exploits, the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit. This is not power to do essentially and fundamentally. That comes later. This is power to be. Jesus said, And you receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall do this, do that, not initially, but you shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world. So the darker the night, the brighter the light. Praise God. We are indeed God's luminaries. The Bible said in 1 John 5 and verse 19, it said, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness, literally in the power of the evil one or the wicked one or the devil of Satan himself. One translation says, under the sway of the wicked one. Another says, under the power of the evil one. The evil one, Satan, holds sway over this world. Praise God. Not, 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 this, this is not a condition here we're talking about, lying and wickedness, but rather an evil entity. And it denotes a title in the Greek. And so we're talking about Satan's influence. His element is darkness. Put the light before him, and he has no alternative but to flee. Praise God. Listen to Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. A very important verse of Scripture today. Amen. It said, And you hath he quickened. That word means given life, resurrection life, resurrection power, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, the spirit. See, this is designating an entity that has influence over this entire sin-darkened sin-blinded, sin-bound world. Amen. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation or our behavior in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And if we hadn't been delivered from Satan's prison house of darkness, delivered from his influence, we could no way follow the God of light. We could in no circumstance or condition hope to take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus Christ. But in the midst of a crooked 
and perverse generation, the Bible said we are to shine as lights in the world. Notice in verse 15 of the scripture we read earlier, this darkness is manifested or revealed. The Bible speaks of this world as a crooked and perverse generation. The word crooked describes something that is bent. We get our word scoliosis, which speaks of the curvature of the spine from this Greek word. It speaks of that which is never and not straight. It particularly speaks of the activities of the world. This world does not think straight, so this world cannot act straight, and therefore it can never go straight. This world is characterized by a lifestyle that is crooked and in contrast to that which is straight. Oh, friend of mine, how we need to commit ourselves to follow the God of light in this sin-darkened world. The Bible says in verse 15, the world is perverse. The world, the, the word here speaks of that which is perverted, distorted, twisted, and warped. That's how, how unstraight, if you please, this world is. Whereas the word crooked speaks of the world's activities, the word perverse speaks of the world's attitudes. When our society can get more upset about the destruction of a spotted owl and the cutting of a tree than it does the murder of babies in a mother's womb, it has a warped and distorted sense of morals and values. A friend of mine, I want you to know today we're living in this last day, sin-darkened world, when darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And we are called in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. We are called to shine as lights in this world. And that literally means to follow Jesus. To deny ourselves, Take up our cross daily and follow him. To walk in the light even as he is in the light. You know, in the Old Covenant, as we close, the Bible said, Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light to my pathway. It illuminates in the midst of the darkness that right path that straight is the gate, narrow is the way. Narrow is the gate, straight is the way that leads to life. Few there be that find it. Today the light is shining. Oh, the light is getting brighter because the dark is getting darker. So, Christian, it's a time to arise and shine for our light has come and the glory of the Lord has come upon thee. The Bible said in Isaiah 60 and shall be seen upon thee. And if you don't know Jesus today, don't run from him. Oh, hear me today. Don't go deeper into the darkness, but come to the light. Come and confess every sin. He knows it anyway and loves you anyway. But if you'll confess your sin, trust Him. Repent of it and trust Him for forgiveness. He will forgive your sin. He will save your soul. He will seal you with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. 
and come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.